Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Wiggins, America. Thurgood Marshall. Yep, that, that was, was it. That was the first black Supreme Court justice. We both thought of it at the same time on the break. I'm Ryan Wiggins. Roy Wells, old Roy, is in studio with us. And we are talking about a number of things. Uh, much more important than this, but I want to play something for you. Totally cold. You may have known this happened this week, but uh, we talked about it on the Eddie Fry Show. So if you heard us talking about it, then I apologize because this is the same exact clip. This is a minute long, minute and a half long. I want to get your reaction to the latest Kid Rock song. Okay. Okay, so I cut it off there because then he goes into D's over and over and over, followed by the word nuts. Mm. And I thought, well, probably have to bleep out. I, I wore out the bleep button, as you can tell. Uh, yeah, obviously. Was that the first time you've heard that song? That is. I got to say, that's the second or third time I've heard it because of editing it. it. It's a little more catchy now than the first couple times I heard it. It's got a good beat. You can dance to it. No, you can't. Oh. What, what, was your, what was your reaction to the song before I give you mine? Well, he's got a reputation as being yeah. more right-leaning. Uh, and, yep. And well, that, he ran for office as a Republican. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. Well, and it's and it's his style. I mean, that it doesn't surprise me. Um, that you're, you're much kinder to that song than I thought you were going to be. I thought you were going to hate it. Because most of the time, knowing you for a while, anytime I play you anything, you're like, eh, that's stupid. Well, you put it in context. For what it was supposed to be, 
it served its purpose. You know, I could do without the bleeps. Not yeah. I mean, leave the bleeps, but, but the, all the stuff that's the reason bleeping. to be bleeping. Yeah, I, I, I kind of. I thought I had my mind made up about it, but as I heard it, I'm like, actually, it's kind of growing on me just as a song, as a, you know, piece of culture. I I just don't, I, I, can you like the spirit of a song and also hate that it exists at the same time? Cause that's where I'm at with that. I think that, I think I might get in trouble for saying this, but the uh, Lee Greenwood proud to be an american mm-hmm. is you know there's a lot of people who really love that song musically and creatively it's not a great song well we're talking about different things though because <clears throat> creatively and musically i don't actually care about what that song's doing mm-hmm. i just kind of catchy whatever and i don't mean lee greenwood i mean kid rock right but same can apply i'm talking about it more as what it means to you as you listen to it what it means to society that it exists you know, how is this affecting people? That kind of stuff. Well, he's preaching to the choir. I mean, the people yep. who are going to like that song already think everything he's saying. And I just, I've always, from the beginning, I thought the Let's Go Brandon thing was hilarious. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I, but it's hitting all the notes. You're right. Yeah. I mean, you just nailed it. It's preaching to the choir. Yeah. There's, there's not really much that's going to happen with that song other than people who already die hard believe every single thing he's saying. I did think that he makes you're going to have a lot of people who try to listen to that because they hate it and they want to hear something they can make fun of too. Mm -hmm. So it's not just that you're going to have hardcore right leaning people listening to the song. You you will have leftists listening to it, but they're going to listen to it so that they can pick it apart. There's one point in there that's made that he says, black lives matter. Well, no blank mother blanker. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Like I like that point that that's, as much as you need to say right there. Yeah. And so I like that that exists out there. The other, the other stuff, let's go, Brandon, that's not going to change anybody's mind. <clears throat> but when you hear a phrase in a verse like that, it makes you go, well, at least it makes some people go, well, yeah, that's true. Like, why are we fighting over this? The, the people who are critical of this are going to avoid that line for that very reason, because mm-hmm. it makes sense. And, and obviously no people on the right feel that way right even though everybody does <laughs> um so so they're not going to highlight or draw attention to anything that he gets right in that it's just going to be and he I, he goes so over the top on this that <laughs> I know. it's almost not worth yeah it's left. almost a parody of itself yeah so okay i guess we agree more than i thought we would let's get to something more important wow wiggins america this week, you and I, old Roy, were talking and we were moving a couch. So a little insight into the relationship of Roy and I. We move couches together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least once. I drive, you lift. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have a truck. That's, that, was, <laughs> that was the point. Um, and we were driving and we were talking about the border because this was last week. Man, there's been so much news this week with the Ukraine stuff and with the Supreme Court. I think those are the two biggest stories of this week. But we were talking about the border and summarizing the year that was, you know, we're at almost exactly one year of Biden's presidency now, and you have seen a border that has become non-existent. Two million plus people have come across illegally, and it's clear that the administration doesn't care, 
And it's also clear that everything I'm saying right now, you already know, everybody already knows, we've tread this territory a thousand times. There's nothing left to say other than they don't care. They really deliberately do not care about that problem and all of the secondary problems that it brings. So what we've all said and all suspected, I said to you, Roy, in the car, and you said, no, you don't think that's true. And I said, let's talk about that, though, because you made a really good point. What I've said, many others have said, is that they're doing this deliberately because they're trying to long-term bring in more Democrat voters. Everybody has said that. Everybody has, at least to some extent, agreed that that could be a motive. You, however, said, nope, that's not what they're doing. No, I don't think it is. Um, <clears throat> I think, I mean, that's that's an easy talking point to get behind. Um, I think what... what you miss in in going down that route are a couple of things. One, most politicians don't play the long game. You know, people behind the scenes, uh, parties, um, you know, socialists. They, you know, they'll they'll go long game, but a politician isn't going to think that far ahead. And for the illegal people crossing the border, even if they try to push amnesty. Them as a voting block is so far way down the road, way down the road that that can't be a motive in my mind. Well, I think that's a great point. And when you said it, I thought, you know what? You're right. Politicians don't think long term, especially somebody who's 79 years old in the White House isn't thinking, well, this could benefit me and my party in 25 years. They're not doing that. Now, you're right. There are people behind the scenes who are much younger who may be pulling those strings who are thinking about that. Uh, well, see, I don't even think they are. In this case, I think it it has more to do with one of the, the, the tenets of rules for radicals and, and some, of these, yeah, some of these people is overwhelm systems. You overwhelm even things that you support. You overwhelm it so it breaks. And for me, that makes more sense as a long-term goal is that you just bring in as many people as you can to break the system. And once it's broken, then you come in with the alternative, which is the utopian. Yeah, the quote-unquote. Right. Here's the utopian thing you were waiting for. I, I just thought that was a, a very, dare I say, genius mm-hmm. point, Roy, because... You're right that, first of all, politicians don't think long-term. They think about what is going to benefit me right now. This is not benefiting Joe Biden or Democrats in general right now at all. Well, they're they're actually losing Hispanic vote. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. It's almost even at this point Yeah, for actual Hispanic voters. Now, that doesn't include that block of people because they can't vote. Right. But right now, people who are Hispanic or Latin origin or background, they're almost evenly split now between Republicans and Democrats. That's historic. That has not happened, uh, at least in our lifetimes. Now, the other point is is really where I'm like, okay, yeah, you got it. You're on the money. That all of what we're seeing in American society right now is to overwhelm and basically get rid of the system. That's mm-hmm. why they call it, instead of it being against racism, now it's against systemic racism. Because it can't be, in their mind, it can't be fixed. You have right. to destroy the whole system. You can't fix police. 
you have to destroy and defund police. You you can't you're you're letting crime run rampant in cities to destroy society. Right. There's no other point. So when you said that it was a light bulb went off for me and I'm like you got to share that because that's such good that's such a good point. Okay, we're going to come back briefly uh, before the top of the hour here and then all next hour we are talking a whole bunch of Supreme Court strategy. I think you'll be fascinated by some of the points that we're going to make. I hope so anyway. I'm the host. I can say that, right? I can say you're going to be fascinated and nobody can push back. Well, you can't. You can find me on Twitter at Radio Wiggins and push back. That's fine. We'll be right back. Wiggins America. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.